Um, so those who were here last week, this will mean more. Those who were not here last week, it'll still mean something. Last week we started talking about the Indian of, of Yaakov Avinu and Yaakov going on his journey. <clears throat> and when he took the, the Bechor, he took the Brachas from Esav, he took upon himself Esav's role in this world. Right? Esav was supposed to follow after Avram Avinu and to go out and to Makarov people, to bring them in, Yishsade, go out to the fields. And Yaakov was supposed to sit in Eretz Yisrael, in the base Medrash, learning, like Yitzhak Avinu. And they would be partners, Yaakov and Esav. They were supposed to be partners. Each, each one bringing his chavr in. They're two rebbes, right? Two brothers, two rebbes. Each one would have his, his, uh, his court. But of course, as it never works out with two rebbes who are brothers, as we still see till today, there can only be one rebbe. Even the sun and the moon, it didn't work out with them, right? The moon says, how could you have two malachim with one crown? So Hashem says, okay, fine, so then make yourself smaller. So Yaakov Avinu took upon himself the crown. He took, he took both roles upon himself. And last week we were discussing the dream, the chalom, with the sulamuts of Artsa, Rishon Shemaima, where Kaddish Baruch was being mechazik Yaakov Avinu in his new role, which was new to him. He didn't, he didn't know what this world of, of Esav was to go out. It wasn't his teva. His teva was like Yitzhak. And the Kaddish was, don't worry, don't be, don't be scared. I'll take care of you. There is a ladder. And even if you're going to be going out into the work field of the world of Ishtadlis, the same ladder where your feet are, where you're doing the work, it's still connected to Shemayim. Kaddish says, I'm there also. Why, why would I not be there? You didn't know that maybe, Yaakov, because you were in the base Medrash. But I'm telling you, that's what I'm coming to in this dream to tell you that I'm still there. And we saw from the song from Benny Landau about the person's voice, the singing is always connected to the heavens. And that was the basic gist, of course, of more, but that was the basic gist of the Torah. So this week we continue with Yaakov, you know, after leaving Lavan, <coughs> turning back towards home, to back to Yitzhak Avinu, back to where he was, should have been for many years, but he was chased away because he was scared of, of Esav. So I thought it would be, it would be proper if we're going to have a Hemshech in the Torah, then we should have a Hemshech in the artist. So we're going to do another Benny Landau song called Hasipur Shalanu, and uh, let him sing our story. We'll see how it uh, ties in. Let me post the other. I have to tell him, I don't know if I'll tell you tonight, but I, I, after we had Chabur Thursday night, so for the teen minion on Shabbos, I told him every week over the year, with Siat HaDishmaya, I'm going to give a Dvar Torah with a mashal. So every week, Dvar Torah, and there's a mashal. And I couldn't think of anything. Shabbos morning, I, I just couldn't, nothing was coming down. And then I said, you know, I usually have a different Dvar Torah than I say Thursday night. I don't usually say the same thing. It doesn't always work out with teens. It's not... And then I, and then I, it just came to me a marshal about our, our the, the Torah from last week. I said it over to the teens. So I don't know if I'll say it tonight, but then there's we'll have a hemshechem, and then the, I know this week already there's gonna be a marshal uh, from this Torah tonight. So we'll see with that. You have it. <coughs>
Yaakov's going, Yaakov's going his way home. It's been many years. He's been away from Yitzhak Avinu for a long time. And he's on his way home. The Kaddish Baruch had told him at the end of the last week's parish when he's with love and he says, it's time to go home. So Yaakov's on his way back and we know right in the beginning of the parish, Esau's on his way towards him. Messengers go out. They bring back the report. Esau is still angry. Esau still wants to kill you. So Yaakov gets scared, splits his camp, starts to daven, sends presents, ends up fighting with an angel, the Sarah Shalasev, as Rashi brings down. And then he meets Esav, and everything's okay. So a few questions. 
Why is Asa so angry? What's he so angry about? It's been 20 years. You can't tell me he's upset because Yitzhak promised Yaakov wealth and he stole it from Asaph. We know that Asaph is even more wealthy than Yaakov, maybe. He says, I don't need your animals. Don't I'm good to go. I'm okay. So what's he so angry about? Second, why is Yaakov so scared about Esau coming? Didn't Kodesh Baruch promise him? In the dream, the chalom. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to bring you home. Don't worry. So what's Yaakov so scared about? Hashem already promised him. So the Gemara says, Oh, Hashem Yigram Maybe Yaakov thought that he sinned. So what? Kodesh Baruch promised you. It's going to be okay. Sadiqin, again, we're talking about a tzaddik over here. What's he, what's he so scared about? He trusted in the Kodesh Baruch Hu. Another question is, right away after Yaakov Vino gets scared, so he splits the camp. Right away, it says in the puzzle, he splits the camp. But Lamaisa, he never splits the camp. Because when he meets Esav, his whole family's right there. I think he spoke with us last year. His family's right there. They're all that he sets up. Leah and Rachel and Bill. And Zod, they're all right there. What, what do you mean? He split them up. So what was, what's going on? He split them. He didn't split them. And can we come up with some understanding of the, the fight with the Malach? What is that? The Avik Ish Imo. Ad Alosa Shachar. So we could try. We'll try and answer some of these questions. So we know that we spoke about this last week. Yaakov Avinu was supposed to be the tzaddik in the base medrash, like Yitzhak. Living on pure bitachon. Kaddish was going to take care. I'm going to say the base medrash. Like a tzaddik. Like a tzaddik could. But when he took the role of Esav, what did he take? He took upon himself a big ol. A big yoke. What's that yoke called? The ol shel hishtadlis. Take upon himself shtalas. He should have been able to live in a world of pure bitachon, and the Chavos of says in Shabbat bitachon that you can have certain tzaddikim who have perfected themselves, who don't need shtalas at all. Shtalas is not for them. But yet, when Yaakov you know, took the job of Esav, Esav's whole life was shtalas, more shtalas than bitachon. So now Yaakov takes upon himself this whole inyan of shtalas. That's a whole new world. That's that that gets complicated. Right, because bitachon, whereas bitachon is straight God-made, hishtadlus is man-made, and now it gets tricky and sticky, and how do you make sense of this? A proper hishtadlus, without going into the, the whole full sugya, but one of the ways it's understood is that, in, in a general way, hishtadlus goes according to one's bitachon. The more bitachon one has... Speaking vague, I mean, those who are with us in the Chaburahs, we're learning this for over a year and a half, but in a vague way, those who, that which you have more bitachon in, you need less hashtadlis. If you have less bitachon in a certain area, you'll need more hashtadlis. You'll need more of yourself. You don't, you, you're not able to trust, for whatever reason, you're not able to trust the Kaddish Baruch will, that this is for the best. So therefore, you need to put, as the person feels, he needs to put more of himself into it to make himself feel like he's in control. More bitachon, less shadlis. Less bitachon, 
More stones. Appropriate ishtadlis should never be, unless you've perfected it, but at the beginning, a gut reaction. An immediate response <laughs> to something that's happening. You immediately react in some side of ishtadlis. Rather, it's supposed to be calculated based on bitachon, where I'm holding the situation myself. Memela, what should I do? Right? Again, unless you've perfected it, and then a person said he can, can do all their status seamlessly. But most people haven't perfected themselves. So when Yaakov hears that Ace is coming, what does it say right away? He's scared. He's very, very scared. And immediately he splits the camp. That's what Paul says. Immediately. Now, as I always give hug, as Haras or whatever. No, uh, not warnings, but uh, Disclaimer. disclaimers. Thank you. I am not saying here at all that we know exactly what Yaakov was thinking. We have, I have no idea. Yaakov was a tzaddik. We are, we're nothing. But maybe you could say such a thing as a limud to learn from these, from these parshas, these stories. Again, without actually saying this happened. I don't know how you make that split exactly, but again, we don't know exactly. So Yaakov makes a split right away. What does it seem like? Seems like he did his status out of a gut reaction. There's no thought. Just he got scared. So what's the camp? Which at the end of the day, we see he didn't even split the camp. And we'll see more about that afterwards. But his hishtadlis at this point wasn't based on bitachon. Now we understand Yaakov Avinu is learning hishtadlis now. Right? He was a master of bitachon. He sits in Sheva for 14 years. He doesn't sleep on a bed. That he's got. But when it comes to the world of Ishtadlis, Esav's role, you have to learn that. That's why last week's parasha, right? Kosh Baruch, he had to say, I'm, I'm still with you in that Ishtadlis. Don't think that I'm not there. But now we're getting to the nitty-gritty, the pratim of Ishtadlis. Certain situations, scary situations, how do you deal with things? So Yaakov, I don't want to say he made a mistake, but I'm just saying that it seems to me it was a gut reaction that leads with the camp. Now why was Yaakov scared? Didn't the Kodesh Baruch Hu promise him protection? Pasuk says, Yaakov is having the dream. Says Hashem, I am with you. I'm with you wherever you go. And I will bring you back to this land. You're going to go to Lavan. I'm going to bring you back. You're going to face Esav. I'm going to bring you back. I won't leave you. I'm not going to leave you until I fulfill that which <coughs> I said. So, so he promises Yaakov again. So why is Yaakov scared? And right after that, in the last expression, Yaakov gets up and he puts the, remember the, the oil on the matzeva, if you remember? The rosh and the legs, the, the ladder. Okay, that was for last week. And he says, Yaakov makes a neder. First of all, neder is also an interesting question. If Hakadosh Baruch is with me, and Hashem guards me on this way, the way I'm going, and He gives me bread to eat, and He gives me clothing. If Hakadosh Baruch takes care of me, and He brings me back to my father's house, then Hashem will be my God, and I'll give a tenth. 
Didn't Kaddish Baruch just promise you protection? He just said every single thing. I'll take care of you. I'll bring you home. What did Yaakov feel the need to, first of all, make this neder and make this proclamation? That if a Kaddish Baruch protects me, Hashem just says he's going to protect you. And not only that, what's with this Meister thing? Then I'll give Meister. So, it could be that in the role, this new role of Ishtadlis that he took upon himself, okay, I don't think Yaakov made this mistake, but it's for us, for our, for our human purposes, that a person can make a mistake that if he's in the world of straight bitach and he's in the base medish and he's just davening and learning all day long, so he understands. I trust the Kaddish Baruch and if the Kaddish Baruch gives me a promise, I'm good to go. But when you get into the world of Ishtadlis, where you have to start making moves, so you might think, even if a Kaddish Baruch who gives me a promise and he sets, he gives me a Haftacha, a promise to take care of me, maybe I still need to do Ishtadlis even after that. It's two roles. Right? I can't just, I'm not just in the base measures within the world to be talking anymore. I'm in the world of Ishtadlis. So Kaddish Baruch promises me, but I still need to put mine in. If a Kaddish Baruch takes care of me, if he does this, he does this, he does that, then I'll give Meiser. He, he thought that he has to do Ishtadlis even in the Bitochen. Because he's living in a world now of Ishtadlis. So even though Hashem said he's going to protect Yaakov, he thought he had to do this Ishtadlis to receive the protection. That's what he thought. To actually receive the protection, I need to do something. Hashem says, it's going to be like this. Good, so it's hanging around. But to receive that, to bring it down, I can't just sit on my couch with Bitochen. I need to go out and do. So he makes an edder. He does something, again, to create a vessel for that light to come down. And then he says, and whatever you give me, I'll give a ten from that. Again, ishtadlis. Meiser. So the Shabbatachim tells us at the end, there's a certain group of people that he is very, very unhappy with. <clears throat> The people who say to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, Kaddish Baruch Hu, you show me the money and then I'll trust in you. You show me first and then I'll... So the Shabbat Talmud goes off on those people. That's ob- the opposite of trusting. Because trusting, of course, is you trust first and then you do Ishtadlis. Not you do Ishtadlis, wait for the money and then I'll be talking to Kaddish Baruch Hu. That's complete opposite. So it seems like Yaakov in a certain way, also funny thing over here. If you, when you give me, I'll give a tenth. Kaddish promises him he'll take care of him. Kaddish if you take care of me, then I'll give you a tenth. Sounds funny. Sounds funny. Why does Yaakov Vino have to make it conditional? But, that's, but that, was, that, was, that was him learning that you don't have to make conditions. Kaddish Baruch promises he'll take care of you. He'll take care of you. You can give, you can give the tenth after you get, but you don't have to make that a condition. Hishtadlis only goes so far. Again, Hishtadlis is only after your Madriga Bitochen. It's not Hishtadlis first, Bitochen second. Right? The world of Esav is not Hishtadlis first, Bitochen second. That's what Yaakov might have thought. 
in my world with Yitzhak Bitachon first, that's it. If I'm going to go out into the world, it then it becomes, it's a whole total flip. It's a Shtadlis first and then Bitachon second. That's not the case. And this might be why Yaakovina is scared. Because since he's making his Bitachon on a Kaddish Baruch conditional, right, he's almost being, po- not Yaakovina Chashon, but a person's game, his Bitachon with his Shtadlis, Ki'ilu, <clears throat> he's saying to himself, I can only have bitachon if I do the proper shtadlis. Right? That's what comes out of this shita. And the person who says that I'm going to do his shtadlis, you with me? Yeah. The person who says that I'm going to do his shtadlis first and then I can have, then I can have my bitachon but if I don't do Ishtadlus, then I can't have Bitochem. That's what this person thinks. So what happened? Esav's coming. He gets scared. Maybe I sinned. I didn't do my Ishtadlus. Now I'm in trouble. Now I can't rely on a Kodesh Baruch Right? It's a conditional Bitochem based on Ishtadlus, which is not correct. It's not correct. That's how Esav's look at the world. It's not how Yaakov, who's the perfect balance of Ishtadlis and Bitochon, that Bitochon first and then Ishtadlis second. He should never really have been scared. Is what he did first was really a cheshman for Nefesh? <clears throat> because I think the way the, I watched, I, I read it as I was reading the Prussians, that the transaction was he's, he, he knew the army was coming. <coughs> He had this cheshben and nefesh, but in very much so could invoke bitachon, but knows that you have to have hishtadlus, and he just does... Of course, that's, we're going with Dermalach. We're going with Dermalach right now. We, no one really knows, so we say different Mahalchim in order to learn. So I'm saying here differently, and who am I to go against whoever you read, but, no, this, I'm but the, this the, the, the fact that if you've seen the same pasuk, he's scared and he splits the camp, makes it sound like there's no cheshbon there. He, it's a gut reaction. Immediately did it. But it feels so much to me like I just have to do some sort of ishtadlis and, and in principle it seems like a smart thing to do. So It's not so simple like that. That might not be correct. Just not you, can't just, you can't just... It's, that has to be okay. built off of a bitachon. has to be built off of a bitachon. It's not out of just laziness or I'll just do one thing and it's okay. So, so Yaakov, he now, what happens? So he, so he gets scared. Again, because he, he made his bitachim conditional on his He felt he didn't do the shadlis and avodah Hashem. He sinned. Whatever sin that was, what sin did he do? I don't know. He now he's scared. He splits the camp because now he can't have bitachim anymore. So he has to just do quick his And now he goes into his too, which really is bitachim. Which is, he starts to daven. Right? He starts to daven right afterwards. And he says, Amr Yaakov, Ha'omer Eli, you said to me, you told me to go back to my land, go back to your land. Ve'tiva machin, you're going to do good for me. Katon to me kol chasadim. We call emes, asher sisa esavadecha. I've been, I've been, small, I've become small from all the chasadim you've done for me. Hatzileni namiyad, achim yad esav. Save me from the hand of and you said to me, now he's starting to kick into the real Bitochan. Once he's like, well, one second, 
Why am I getting all scared of here? You told me, hey, tev, tev, imach. You told me you're going to be good to me. And nothing happened to Yaakov Vina right now. He's not hurting. Like having Tainas, how could you let me get hurt? You said you'd be good to me. Nothing happened yet. Which means he's finally kicking into Bitochah. He's saying, whoa, what's going on? What has happened to me? You said you'd be good to me. And you said to me that I'll make you Yaakov a nation, which means I'm going to live through this, which means this isn't my end. So once he starts davening and he starts getting to be talking mode, he starts to realize, well, this, this feels right. Scared, splitting camps, doesn't feel right, which he didn't do at the end. Remember, he didn't split the camps in the end. Because once he kicks into bitachan mode, something changes. Because it's not supposed to be hishtadus first, bitachan second. It's supposed to be bitachan first, hishtadus second. So what happens when Yaakov now starts to chap? He gets into his bitachan mode and starts to understand the whole sugya now. Just because I leave the world of the base measures to be talking doesn't mean I have to take on his shabbos first only. No, still be talking. But then Yaakov realizes something. He realizes that even though you've done so many so much chesed for me, you'll still take care of me. You'll still take care of me. Again, it's not dependent on my hishtadlis. So even though I haven't maybe lived up to what I think I should be doing, you can still take care of me. Because I see that you've done all these chasadim for me, even though I didn't deserve it. So what happens? Immediately he remembers, Ayveh, silly me. That whole nether thing that I made, <coughs> the whole nether thing was wrong. Why did I have to make a nether in the first place? Kodesh is to protect me. He'll protect me. Bitochem. I don't need to do his shadas for that. So then what does he realize? Ayveh. I made, I made a nether that says that I have to give meiser. When a Kaddish Baruch gives me, then, then, then I'll give him meiser. Yaakov says that whole thing is off. And what? What was the reason Yaakov didn't have full bitachon in a Kaddish Baruch Because he conditionalized his bitachon. He says, if I do my eshtadlus, then I get bitachon. When Yaakov said, I'll give meiser, he also conditionalized his bitachon. That if I give Meiser, then I can, then I did my Ashtadlis, and I can have Bitochen. But Yaakovina didn't give Meiser. So what happens? The next Pasuk, should, it says that Yaakovina, after the davening, he takes from his, that which he, Vayikach Biyodo, I forgot the Pasuk says, Mincha, whatever the Pasuk is, he takes from what he has, and he sends it to Asa. Rasha says on the spot, he took Meiser. He took Meiser. Because once he had the proper bitachon, now we could do the proper hishtadlus. What's the proper hishtadlus? Well, let's go back. Why is Esav so upset? Right? Could it be that Esav didn't have stuff? We know he has tons of stuff. So that can't be why he's upset. So what's going on over here? See, Esav's upset because Yitzhak told Yaakov, you, Yaakov, are going to rule over your brother. And even when, when Esav ekes out a bracha from Yitzchak, Yitzchak says, but I already made you a servant to your brother. That's why Esav was upset. Esav says, I'm a servant to you, I'll show you. I'm no one's servant. He wasn't upset about the stuff, he had more stuff than Yaakov. So what does Yaakov do? At the same time, he does the, what's, what's the proper established now? Not running from Esav splitting camps and running away like he did many years ago. 
No, now he's going to turn towards Esav. And he's going to appease him. The proper shtatlis and the animals. He called him an evid. I'm an evid to you a thousand times. To appease Esav. He said, Esav, you're the master. And by the time Esav gets to Yaakov, it's all good. The thing's over. Esav feels good that Yaakov has bowed down to him. Right? Yaakov bows down to him seven times. He's machni himself. He keeps calling me master. Yaakov, keep your stuff. I don't even need it. That's not even the Indian here. Yaakov says, no, keep it, keep it. Esav says, okay, I'll keep it. But that wasn't even the point. The point was that Esav wanted to show that he's the powerful one, not Yaakov. And Yaakov says, okay, take that. I don't care. Bows down to him. But what would have happened if Yaakov would have kept his original shtadlis and he split the camp and he didn't appease Esav? Esav would have come and killed every single person. Because Esav didn't get what he, was spo- what he wanted. And, then Esav, and if Yaakov plans to fight, Esav says, I will fight with you. Yaakov's plan was right, just in the wrong space. No, it wasn't. It yeah, was I mean, Yaakov's plan, if you're in the Shadlis <coughs> and the wrong Shadlis, it's the right Yeah, plan. and then you're going to go against Esav and, you're going to, and then you're going to so die. You have to split the plan. So once he got into Bitochen mode, so then HaKadosh Baruch gave him the proper Shadlis, which was what? Take the Meister that you were supposed to give me, give it to Esav, appease him, and this whole thing will be over. So when you have Bitochen first, you do the proper Shadlis. If you have Shadlis first, then you do an inappropriate Shadlis. <clears throat> so what's with the what's with the angel, the Malach? Just think about this a lot. So it could be that this fight with the angel was the fight Yaakov was supposed to have with Esav. And at the end of the day, Yaakov doesn't fight with Esav, even though everybody's waiting for that fight. Instead, he's, he's, he's with this Malach. What's the fight with the Malach? <clears throat> this was the Sar Shal Esav. <clears throat> this is the Sar of Ishtadlis. This is the fight over. It's not clear exactly. It's, this is the fight over proper Ishtadlis. Now that Yaakov chapped Bitochen first, Ishtadlis second, the, the perfect mix, Yaakov Shlunta, now the Yavik Eshimo, the Sarshal Esav, can't beat him now. Because he's perfected Bitochen and Ishtadlis. He now acquires the Malach of Esav. Last week we ended off, that the, right? There was angels going up, down, Eretz Shodek angels just. Yitzhak Avinu, the base Medjistic angels. And you have the angels of Chutzar, Avram Avinu, ace of angels where you have to go to work. And Yaakov Avinu got them both. Right? And this week he acquires the ultimate angel of Esav, which is the which is in Nefeshtadlis. And then what happens the second after he acquires that angel? First of all, he's given the name Yisrael, which is the name that he acquired when he took Esav's role. And he didn't get it until now. He didn't get it by base Lovin. He gets it now, when he finally chopped the whole sugi. And not only that, what, is the, what does the angel say? You gotta let me go. I gotta go Davin. What angel of Esav Davins? Mm-hmm. It's no longer the Esav, it's not the angel of Esav anymore. Yaakov Vina required it. And now the angel says, I have to go Davin. Because he was like, Kilu, like let free from that grasp of just the Heshtadlis. No, it's not just Heshtadlis. It's Bitochen first. Daven to Kodesh and then do Ishtadlis. So the angel was finally free to go and to Daven properly. And right, after the, and right after this incident, it says, Vayizrach Hashem, it's a funny passage, and the sun was shining. Right? Right afterwards, I don't know what Seems to be at this point, you know, Yaakov, now he's, he's got everything. He's finally taken the full role of Esav. This is the end of it. Shem's a different Indian. That's a whole different Indian. 
But what started two weeks ago at the end of the parsha, where he was running away from Esav after he took the the position, and then Hakadosh Baruch gives him the dream and says, "Don't worry, I'm going to teach you how to do this position." And then he goes to love and he still starts to deal with the Parnas and starts to deal with the trick, you know, <laughs> businessmen, and he overcomes them, and then he finally comes back now, faces Esav, and fully takes the role. Esav gives it to him. Take take your stuff back. You could have it. You could have the whole role. I don't care. Because once he, he chopped that, that completion of the proper combination of Tachanishtalas, so he gets Asif, he gets the he gets the angel, and he chopped the whole thing. The sun is shining. Yaakov, you know, he just he just gets the whole picture. That's the story. It's the story of Yaakov. So when it comes to the, to the story here, to the song. So just we'll just read the English over here. To welcome the coming day. It carries all the gifts of our existence along with it. Everything's there. Kaddish already guarantees everything to us. You don't have to really do too much this. For even now our story is being written, pieced together from one moment to the next, step by step, note by note. And behold, the smile of the rising sun is spread on our faces. This understanding. A willing wind hovers above, about. A new light floods our eyes. Whole new, a whole new perception. When you have to be talking first, start the second. It opens all the gates to the heart. To accept with love the place we are in, right? To accept the place you're in is with bitachon, not a shtadlis. Accept where you are first. Then you can do. And to thank for all the paths in which our lives pass through. Nay, would wait to go through is not for naught. Each way we've gone is not for naught. Yaakov, you know, had to go through a long process. But it's to come to that perfection. Yaakov Shlunta is called. Yaakov Shlunta wasn't the one who just sat in the base medrash. He's the one who had to go on a big, big journey. Many years. It comes, to teach, it comes to teach us to cast away all our worries. When you go on this path and you learn the path of Bitochem, you throw away all the worries. There's no more, there's no more daigas, no more worries anymore. All the daigas and the worries come from Hishtadlis. Because Hishtadlis first, Bitochem second. But if you be talking <coughs> first and Hishtadlis second, there's nothing to worry about. Because it's a perfect Hishtadlis. It's, this is what a good wants me to do. Okay, good, I'll do it. Nothing to worry about. What happened before and what will happen in the future and to start living. Hmm?